when you have a life-changing experience, when you nearly die, when you have, you know, when you're down on your knees, that's when you, you pull out all the stops, you pull out all your knowledge and experiences and you survive. And apparently not. Generally, the human being is conditioned to be very, very safe. And that's not a bad thing because we want to be safe and survive. So absolutely don't go out your comfort zone and stay where you are. If you're, if you're okay where you are, then hey, let's just stay there. But that's not where the magic happens. You, you can be happy, but are you really content? Uh, I love the quote that I'm using a lot at the moment is that we've all got two lives. And we, we realize that and we start using that when we realize we've only got one. I realized that there and then. I want other people to realize they've only got one life. They've got to start living it. Hello and welcome to the Unlocked Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky Locke, professional speaker, magician and confidence coach. And quite simply, Unlocked is a journal of self-improvement. I'm talking to the experts, authors and successful people from around the world, as well as sharing my mishaps and magical adventures in my own life too, to unlock the best version of ourselves. My aim is to give you some insight and inspiration so you can unlock the best version of yourself too. Now, if this sounds like your cup of tea, then hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of my latest episodes released every Wednesday. Now, relax and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. It's great to have you here and you are in for a real treat this week. Now, I know I often say that on every single episode, but I absolutely loved talking to Steve Judge. Not only is he a world champion and an inspiration, but he also shares a common goal with this podcast. I'll explain a little bit about what this interview is all about, but if you've never heard of Steve Judge, he has an absolutely incredible story. Uh, And in summary, he'll go into more detail in this episode. But at the age of 28, he was involved in a devastating car accident that left him pretty much fighting for his life. He had to then uh, endure a traumatic rehabilitation process, which actually includes having to physically grow his own leg back. But through his struggles, his determination and his passion, he later became a world champion. He has such a courageous story and I just had to reach out to him to get him onto this podcast. However... The reason that you should listen to this episode is that, A, not only is it an inspirational story and Steve will really, really inspire you to, as the title says, not to lean on your excuses, but we talk about all such great things such as comfort zones, expanding them, talking about the art of resilience, but it's such a great episode and uh, yeah, just by listening to this, it will inspire you not to lean on your excuses and to live with no regrets absolutely love this. I hope you love this episode too. And if you do like this episode, then don't forget at the end, head over to Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, leave us a review and let me and Steve know what you thought about this episode. It is one of my favorite episodes of Unlocked. So without further ado, enjoy the wonderful episode with Steve Judge. My next podcast guest is an award-winning professional speaker, two times world champion, author and resilience coach, His mission is to share his story to unlock people's potential and empower them with the right mindset to go confidently on their journey in the direction of their dreams and their gold. He's passionate about everyone experiencing the happiness and fulfillment of achieving the life that they have imagined and truly deserve. By doing all this, it ensures that the pain and suffering that he has endured will not have been in vain. Please welcome to the podcast, Steve Judge. Hello, Steve. Hello. Hello, Ricky. How are you? Are you okay today? Very well, thank you. Yeah, great to be, uh, great to see you here. Yeah, and, and a big shout out first to for Jake Richings for, for obviously passing you this of way. Course. So yeah. great to see you on here and really looking forward to this episode because as we just said just before this, there's lots of relative themes throughout your story that I'm feeling right now. So I'm really looking Good. to tap into this. But Steve, we've done a lovely little intro about what it is you do, but tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you're doing right now. Uh, Okay, so what springs to mind is I'm a business owner. So my business is as a professional speaker. Now I have had to uh, diversify because of that pandemic thing that hit us. Uh, You couldn't just be a a professional speaker. So yes, I also run workshops. I do one-to-one coaching and I'm an author. I've produced, produced, published one book so far, which is my autobiography. And I'm currently writing my second book, which is at the moment, the title could be called From Good to Gold. 
And I think people will understand what that means. It's taking people from where they are to where they want to be. It's about unlocking their potential so they can live the best lives that they deserve. So all of that is what I'm doing at the moment. And the, the, the why I'm doing it is pretty much what you said in your, your title. You know, I, I've experienced some highs and some lows, but, I've, you know, if we're concentrating on the highs, the high achievement that I've experienced, I want others to experience that as well. So I know how I did it. I've managed to get that out of my head. And now I'm sharing that in the best way so that other people can experience that feeling as well. That's what makes me excited. That's what I'm passionate about is other people fulfilling their dreams. So I'm always thinking about the best ways to do that. Speaking is a great way, workshops, coaching, book writing, all of these things and podcasts, which is why I'm here today. Thank you very much, Ricky, for the opportunity. It is a pleasure, Steve, and it is an incredible, courageous story. And uh, the book is called Don't Lean on Your Excuses, which is how I kind of discovered you. I remember, I think, briefly meeting you last year at one of the PSA conferences. And then for some reason, uh, I remember reaching out and then Jake said to me, oh, you need to meet this guy called Steve Judge. And I thought, oh, this, seems, this seems familiar. I know that name. And then I went, oh, my God, yeah, that's the, the guy that I remember. So, uh, yeah, and this is why it's so great to have you on, because your purpose is very similar to what's what I'm doing at the minute, if trying to unlock the best version of ourselves mm-hmm. to then create an extraordinary life but I'd love to kind of go back a bit because the story that's got you from where you were to where you now is just an incredible uh, and inspiring story and I'd love if you wouldn't mind sharing your Absolutely. incredible story yeah 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 no problem because it's it's kind of the foundation the cornerstone to what I talk about for me it gets a little bit of respect for me so that people can actually listen to what I've the, the wisdom and the messages that I've got to share. So th- let's take you back to 2002 uh, when I was driving on the outskirts of Sheffield. My, my car lost control. It's water on the roads. Car skidded. Nobody else on the road. Nobody else in the car. Wasn't speeding. Car crashed into a pole and that bent the car in half and it crushed both my legs. Now, because of that, uh, I was mostly dashed to the nearest hospital. Uh, they did life-saving operations. When I came round, I was told that I may never walk again. Now, that for me was a turning point. Uh, I think it would be for many people. And I think you can either, well, for for me, it's kind of like the fight or flight syndrome. I I could have just turned over in bed and just said, okay, I give in. I guess I'll never walk again. But for me, I was really angry. I was really angry that somebody had the audacity to say that to me. It's like a red rag to a bull. You know, when somebody says I can't do something, I was like, I'll show you, you know, you don't even know who I am. I clearly, I've got two legs here. Okay, they're pretty messed up and one's got a massive metal cage around it and it's actually four inches shorter than it should be. But I've got two legs and you're saying I can't walk. So, you know, that to me was, it was a goal that I set. Not not there and then, I didn't leap out of bed and, and prove them wrong um, like they do in the films. But I <laughs> inside me, something was growing inside me. This, this anger, this, this golden orb of thinking, right, what do I have to do? The first thing I had to do was to eat, get energy, you know, just survive. I think it's the survival instincts. But it was that moment that that helped me to, to progress forward. Again, like I said, not immediately, but eventually accepting the situation. Once you accept the situation, you can start moving forward with your life, with my life. Uh, I love the quote that I'm using a lot at the moment is that we've all got two lives. And we, we realise that and we start using that when we realise we've only got one. I realise that there and then. I want other people to realise they've only got one life, they've got to start living it. So I started doing that. I started doing my rehabilitation, my physio, et cetera, et cetera. I, I grew my leg back by four inches. <laughs> I learned to stand again, walk again, and I achieved. And I didn't get back to normality because I realised that there is no such thing as normal. Big message out there. Um, but I had to start thinking about what I could do rather than what I couldn't do with my disability in both my legs. I had lack of feeling, lack of movement, lack of stability, but I could, you know, do some things. I could swim. So I swam, I I got onto a bike so I could cycle. These are all physical things. Eventually I entered this thing called a power triathlon, which is triathlon for disabled people, swimming, cycling, and running. And I did it. And I did it to a, a certain level, certain standard within my category. I entered that competition. I became a British champion in my category, which is amazing. Now, my, my life has been very much about being aware of your vision and seizing opportunities. I, I love having a vision of knowing what I want, whether that's a vision board or, or thinking about what I want, visualization. And this is what propelled me forward. I wanted to, to win. So I, I set out that as a target. When I crossed that finish line, I had this opportunity. I had an opportunity to represent Great Britain, which is amazing, which I grabbed with both hands. This is what life is about. 
So I did that and I competed, representing Great Britain now, and I became European champion. Well, now that's set new goals for me. I now wanted to be a world champion. That was what I focused on. This was leading up to 2011. Again, doing the training, making sure I've got the people around me, the philosophy, the gear that I needed to get there. I'm, I'm kind of blending into the, the book that I'm writing about the five winning strategies that you need. Uh, and I did all of those. And it took me all the way to Beijing, meeting the power triathletes from around the world now that are competing, setting off, doing the swim, doing the bike, you know, looking behind me, but looking in front of me, looking at what I wanted to achieve, finding that, that finish line, getting onto the run and pushing it, hearing the crowd cheering and just coming around the final corner, seeing the waves flying, the finish line in front of me, pushing it, maxing it out, crossing that finish line to become a world champion. Just an amazing accolade and such an achievement. But for me at that time, just a massive relief, a relief for all the things that I've been through from, from the rehabilitation. I mean, you could go back even further from my childhood through the accident, the rehabilitation, standing, walking, swimming, biking, running, doing it, becoming a world champion. Now, I, I went on from there to become a two times world champion. I retired from international competition in 2014 and I wanted to give something back. I want to understand what other people are going through and why they're not achieving the things that they really want. People talk the talk, but they don't do it. They, 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 they talk all the time what they want. Oh, I want this, I want that. Well, go on then, do it, go and get it. If that's what you really want, that's what will make you happy. If that's what will fulfill your life. Then you should go ahead and do that. That's what I'm doing now in my business as a professional speaker. Now, I understand that speaking is not for everybody. It's one of the, the biggest fears that everybody has, uh, but I love it. And I love it because I'm giving something back. So it's not about me. It's about them. What does the audience want? Do they want to be richer, fitter? Do they want to have a love life? Do they want to have security and environment, nice new car, money in the bank? What is that thing that they really want? Their gold, as I call it, their goal, their opportunity, their love, their dream, because I can help them achieve their gold and so that's what I'm doing now that's pretty much me in a nutshell Ricky that's absolutely incredible and I love that was it goal opportunity love and love, dream dream yeah yeah that's beautiful I love that so amazing story uh, and obviously we'll obviously put a link about this in the show notes because a lot of this is obviously from the book and um, you've summarized that story so well and you know I think very modest as well, you know, because I think there's so many things to unpack from your incredible story, you know, uh, about choices. He's probably the most resilient person, I think, the resilient person I've ever met, Steve. Taking responsibility, fear, you know, vision. And I'd love to understand where does this drive within you come from, that need to succeed? It's mentioned in the book quite a bit, you know, there's this need to succeed in your journal, in your notes. Where, where does this come from? You know, was it from an early age? I know that your family were uh, all into fitness and running, but it's carried that theme all the way through. So where does that come from? I think, I I believe that everybody's got it. I, I believe that everybody's got this this need. I, I guess almost it's a human thing. It's a survival thing. We've all got that with us. It's how you read it, it's how you use it. So I had it from an early age. Uh, I would have had it from an early age, but it was emphasized as my life went on. So from an early age, when I think back to, you know, what was that then? Was it at school? I think I don't know if it was at school. I did my GCSEs and I, I did get 1A, but that's not like a high achiever. But I love sport. Like you said, I loved running. Running was my passion. And, and passion is the thing that usually drives us. You know, do, do what makes you happy is one of my, my key messages out there. If that's what you, you fulfills your life and makes you happy, then, then do that within reason. You know, all the good stuff, not the bad stuff. <laughs> um, so, um, but scouting, scouting was a big part of my life when I was a, a kid uh, and I loved the badges there. And I, I used to be that scout that used to take the badge book home and look through those, those badges that I wanted. And then when I found those, I'd go and ask for help from my mum, my dad, the scout leader, of course. And getting those badges gave me fulfillment, gave me happiness. Uh, I was achieving. Now, in a way, I guess I was setting a foundation of setting goals and working towards them. I did achieve a lot of badges. I did get the, the bronze, the silver and the gold. I did get the Queen Scout Award when I was about uh, 19 to 20 years old. That's the highest award you can get in scouting. So in a way, I was achieving there. Now, that's not, low, not a lot of people know about things like that. But for me, that was fulfillment. And I think that I carried that and I carried that for a long time until the car accident. Yes, I still did PBs. PBs are personal best. When I did sport, the main person I was competing against was me. I just wanted to better myself. And I loved it. I used to always write down in my notes the, the time that I did, the, the, the minute miles that I did, the conditions. 
but I also write a message to myself in the comments section. I always had a clipboard and, and writing these comments down. And I used to say, uh, really good run, pushed it, maxed it out, beat that Steve. And a little message to myself, because I knew that the next time I'd go for a run, I'd pick up that sheet to see what my time was last time. And I'd see this little message, a little uh, a gauntlet being laid down of, you know, beat that. And I'd go, yeah, all right, I will beat that, Steve, you know, talking to myself. Uh, <laughs> apparently, there's nothing wrong with talking to yourself. Uh, I, I found that out when I worked for the... Um, when I did the what was on the GB squad uh, as an elite athlete, because um, they did this assessment, and one of the questions on the assessment was, "Do you talk to yourself?" <laughs> yes. I went, uh, "Yes, I do." So at the end of the assessment, I said, "Can I just go back on one of those questions?" I put, "Yes, I do talk to myself." Is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> they, they looked at me and they went, "It's actually a good thing." <laughs> yes, you, know, yeah. you're, you know, you're talking to yourself. You're being aware of yourself. You're being aware of your feelings, your emotions. What's going on inside your head? There's nothing wrong with it, Steve. I thought, oh, thank goodness for that. So now I, I can openly say there's nothing wrong with talking to yourself. Um, <laughs> you're worried you're going to get taken away, Steve. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't talk it out loud. Maybe just keep it to yourself sometimes and, you know, in the street and stuff. But anyway, you can just pretend you're speaking on your phone or your, your AirPods. <laughs> um, anyway, I digress. So, yes, um, setting goals, PBs was, was my big drive. Um, so I think that pushed me and the scouting element pushed me. But what I'm trying to get to is when I had the car accident I think everything went into survival mode everything was emphasized everything was like you've got one life live it everything pulled on all my experiences all my knowledge from before that to survive and pull myself out of it all the resilience that I'd built up was now emphasized so I think I've always had it and I believe that everybody's always had it and and that's what I've used to to make me the person that I am to be, help me become a world champion, to help me have a business. You know, I've had this business for over five years. That is elite because I've learned that only 2% of new businesses last over five years. Oh my goodness, that's me. And, <laughs> yeah. and through the pandemic and as a professional speaker, yeah. which is not the, 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 you know, the most common of jobs. The thing is, I say all of this, and this is what made me, but I'd learned, I've learned through writing my new book, From Good to Gold, is that actually not everybody does have this. And that has shocked me because I think when you have a life-changing experience, when you nearly die, when, you have, you know, when you're down on your knees, that's when you, you pull out all the stops, you pull out all your knowledge and experiences and you survive. And apparently not. And that just really uh, amazes me, frustrates me more than that though. It frustrates me that people don't dig down deep on these things and use it. And that's, from what I've learned, it's the 80%. That's 80% of the population. You know, people have said to me, Steve, amazing story. I don't think I could have done what you did. And I'm like, well, I think you could have done because, you know, when you're in that position, you pull out all the stops and you would have done. I was wrong. I'm absolutely wrong. Apparently 80% of people would not have done what I've done. Only, only 20% would. And I, I, can't find, I can't believe that. Um, but that's because the, the way I am, that's because of my mindset that's, and and what the book is is hoping to do or will do more confidently is it will change those 80% of people into the 20% if they want to be. I understand that some people are quite content doing what they're doing and living life, uh, almost flatlining through life and say, hey, you know, you know, job's a job and life is how it is and whatever. But there are some people that are stuck in the 80% and they want to be better than they are. They want to not be where they are. They want to be somewhere else, but they can't get there. Well, I know how to get there. And, and that's not being big headed or anything like or brash about it. I've been through that and I've got it and I've written it in this book and, and this will help people. But more than that, I will, I will share it maybe a little bit on this podcast yeah. as a professional speaker. That's what I want to do. That's what my mission is. Uh, incredible. And there's a question that I kind of baffle myself, especially from me being brought up. And uh, I know I've mentioned it before on this podcast a lot about small village that I grew up in, very much a mindset of this is what I might do. I might go get a job, get married, have kids, and then that's life. And I've always been destined to think, what's more? Is this it? You know, and I don't think it is. And I even remember to this day when I decided to leave my secure and stable job in a career to go full time as a professional magician and start a speaking business. I still remember my mom saying to me, oh, Rick, how are you going to pay your mortgage? You know, because that's just the way that they were conditioned, you know, that yeah. safety and security. But why is it that you think that maybe not everybody, they, they probably have it within them to desire, you know, this desire to achieve all their dreams. But why do you think we have so many people that just say, oh, I could never do that? Um, it's it's a very safety 
thing is a very safe thing to say. And I, I want to put it on the line that I'm not a risk taker. Um, I think I've got riskier as time's gone on. I think so when you survive certain things, that helps you build up your confidence. And going through the pandemic has really given me a lot of confidence of what I can do in my business. If I survive that, oh my goodness, then, you know, I've also got nothing to worry about. Uh, however, I still hold myself back, but I'm willing to to branch out a little bit further and take even more risks. But I think generally the human being is conditioned to be very, very safe. And that's not a bad thing because we want to be safe and survive. So absolutely don't go out your comfort zone and stay where you are. If you're, if you're okay where you are, then hey, let's just stay there. But that's not where the magic happens. You, you can be happy, but are you really content? I, I always ask this and a lot of people that I meet, are you happy and are you content? And I get various answers. My answer is, I'm very happy. I'm always smiling. I'm very happy where I am, but I am nowhere near content. Oh my goodness. I've got so much more <laughs> yes. that I want to do, that I want to see, that I want to go. And I'm working to get there. I can't just, just you know, drop everything and go now, like it's my last day on earth. You know, I can't, I'm not that crazy. I'm not that risk-taking, but I can start working towards it. So what do I want to do? Right. When am I going to get there? Five years, four years, three years, three years. Okay. So I've got now until three years to get there. What do I have to do to get there? Visionize it. Okay, yeah, okay, that's that's the easy part. How am I going to get there? Branch out, ask for help, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, I'm not content on where I am. Yes, mm. this will push me out of my comfort zone. Okay, so let's do that. And I, I've learned recently that you don't, you don't just jump out of your comfort zone. You can do, of course. That's what the risk takers would do. So if you imagine a circle and you're in that circle and that's your comfort zone and outside the comfort zone is clearly out of the, the, the circle. What you do is you slowly expand your circle bit by bit by bit, a millimeter a time, a centimeter, a meter, a kilometer, bit by bit. You branch out so that you're still kind of in your safety of your comfort zone, but your comfort zone is just now bigger. Um, and it takes longer. Of course, it does take longer. That's an investment uh, to us to, to, to flourish. Um, to jump out of your comfort zone would be very risky, but also maybe that's something like buying a lottery ticket. It doesn't always work. Um, so <laughs> I wouldn't really recommend that. But what can you do to expand your comfort zone bit by bit to actually get there? So I think that's why people don't go for it all the time. Hey, it's Ricky here, and I'm just pausing the episode really quickly to remind you that you can watch video episodes with all guests, receive bonus behind-the-scenes content and extra episodes all for as little as just the price of a cup of coffee. You can do this in the Unlocks Patreon community, but rather than me tell you why you should join, here's one of our Patreon members and what they have to say. Why do I think being a patron of the Unlock podcast is awesome? Ricky. That's it. I've known Ricky for a very long time. We worked together back in the day at Argos. He's always been supportive, engaging, and one hell of a magician. Still don't know how he does half that stuff. This podcast is everything that Ricky is all about and being a patron, I get to support him in this journey and I get to learn some really useful stuff along the way. We get some exclusive content as patrons and it's so worth missing out on a coffee each month. So come and join us. You won't regret it. So just like Ant, to get involved, head to patreon.com forward slash the unlock podcast or click the link in the show notes and come and join the fun. Now back to the episode. I agree. I agree. I feel like I'm very similar to you. I was asked this question by my partner the other day, and we briefly shared this just before the podcast recorded. I'm probably quite a very ambitious person, uh, like yourself, with all the dreams and all of the goals and all the ambitions in my life. She asked me, Ricky, when will enough be enough? When will you ever be happy? Mm. And I was like, well, I am happy. I love doing things, but yeah. I just have this kind of tenacity within myself that to be the best version of myself. And I, I don't know when that will be. There might be, be a point one day when I get to like 78 and say, yeah, I'm happy now. I've done all the things. But I think for me, there's this urge within me, like I'm a probably jack of all trades, but not master of many. There's a couple of things I'm probably a master of and not, but mm. I just want to explore and see what I'm actually my full potential. But the thing that I've noticed from talking to people like yourself and other experts is like, th there's a breed of people like this you know mm. there's a clear difference isn't there like you said that 18 to 20 percent but that question and even i'd love for you to answer as well Steve, if you can you know when will it be enough when do we fully become content it's a difficult one i, I can't yeah. seem to i'm always improving and striving to be better and better and grow and grow and sometimes that can blindside a lot of other things i don't know if you felt the same 
Yeah, I, I think your goals change as you as you go through life with experiences, and it's about for me, it's about trying everything. It's it's okay. So for me, it's about having no regrets. So I I love my life as a professional speaker, and I think it's the best job in the world. Will I be keep Will I keep doing this? The answer is at the moment yes, but I've got this thing in my mind saying, well, I don't know if something better comes along, then I might do that. I don't know what that better thing is at yeah. the moment. I think in the past, you know, when I was when I was working down the coal pit and when I was working in laboratory and when I was working construction, health and safety, I could imagine a better future then. Absolutely. And I was kind of like waiting for it to come along and eventually it did. But at the moment, you know, things are very good. So I can't see a better future, but never say never. And I think that's the thing. As you go through life, you know, it is about seeing those opportunities and grabbing them. But like I said, I just want to double back on the no regrets, because that is what the answer to a lot of my questions is. It's about living life with no regrets. And what I mean by that is that when my head hits the pillow at the end of the day, I ask myself, how was the day? You know, was it good? Was it bad? What went right? What went wrong? And I, I, I do like this journal of three things uh, that I achieved, three things that I'm congratulated for, um, things that I'm, I'm grateful for. The thing is, is that sometimes it's not been the best day. And I say, okay, I, I do regret that I didn't spend enough time, you know, sending the emails out. I, should, I got distracted a little bit. I, I do regret that I didn't do that project I was working on. Um, but I didn't do the project because I was playing with my kids. They came home from school, so I, I ditched my work and play with them. Do I regret that? No, I don't regret that. Okay. So do you have regrets is a question that only you can answer. And I love it when I get to the end of the day and I just go, oh, what an awesome day. No regrets. No regrets at all. You know, I did this, I did that. I didn't do that, but that's okay. No regrets. And I think that's what I'm striving towards, to get to the end of the, every single day, every week, every month, every year, and say no regrets that's that's been that's been brilliant I couldn't have done any more to have the no regrets the answer is almost for my answer to success is about being the best that you can be now that might not mean that you get all the gold medals or the trophies or the achievements that you're striving for but you've done everything possible you've been the best that you can be and therefore you've got no regrets that to me is contentment so when I've got that then I'll be content uh, I haven't got that yet <laughs> so that's what I'm striving <laughs> towards I love it. Yeah. And, and just you've inspired me to remember something I shared before about the idea of people playing quite safe and, uh, you know, in the comfort zones. And I often think about like walking along like a cliff edge or something. And, you know, that whole thing about comfort zones and the, it's the old classic Peter Pan phrase, which is, well, what if I fall? You know, jumping off the cliff. What if I fall? And then obviously he says, well, but what if you fly, darling? You know, and yeah. it's that thing, isn't it, about sometimes I think we are conditioned to a path like I was as a kid. You're going to go to school, Rick. You're going to leave. You might get a job. You'll then work down the brick pits like my dad did. And then which, there's nothing wrong with that at all. But then from that, you'll have your life. But then actually, what's more from that? Take the blinkers off. And what happens if I try something different or if I do something different? And like my mom saying, you know, how are you going to pay your mortgage? Well, what if I can pay my mortgage, mom? What if I double, triple my income? The opportunities are limitless. And like you said, you know, seizing opportunities. But the thing I really love about this, which is so relevant with this podcast, is is the being the best version of yourself. And I know from uh, your first book about your dad saying to mm. you, always in whatever you do, Steve, be the best that you can be. You've briefly mentioned it just then, but what does this mean to you, being the best version of yourself? Being the best version of yourself. I think I got that message when I was competing as an elite athlete. So I got two gold medals, world champion, two years running. 20, 2011, 2012, it got to 2013. I was thinking about retirement and I had the last race. It was the world championships in London, home crowd, brilliant. I was fit, healthy, going well. I arrived at the start line. The Italian was there, my nemesis uh, who had beaten <laughs> in previous years. And we set off, you know, we did the swim, uh, we did the bike and we did the run. And it was on the run section where I needed to catch him. He was ahead of me and I was, I was hunting him down. My goal was to, to find him when I could see him. I knew I could catch him. If I could catch him, I knew I could take him. And if I could take him, I could cross the finish line and beat him, become world champion for third year running. I found him. I saw him. I was catching up with him step by step. He was pulling away from me. I wasn't having any of this. All the training, all the preparation that I put, that put through as an elite athlete, coming around the final corner, crowd's going crazy, sprint over the line, cross the finish line, arms up in triumph, and I crossed the finish line in silver place, second place got the silver medal but the, the the look on my face and the, the photo captures it is just immense joy and pride and the the look of success 
because when I crossed the finish line, the, the Italian beat me on that day by 30 seconds. Now, the race takes about one hour 15. So 30 seconds isn't that long at all. But when I crossed that finish line, I knew that I couldn't have done any more. And I don't mean just on the day. I'm talking about the years, the months before, all my preparation, my visualization, my meditation, my injury prevention, my equipment check, my nutrition, my mindset, my swim, my bike, my run, my everything leading up to that race. I've been the best that I could be. I had no regrets. Now, on the day, my preparation, my breathing exercises, my visualization, the swim, the transition, the bike, the transition, the run, the finish. I've done it all. I couldn't have gone any faster. So that to me means being the best that you can be when you're absolutely exhausted on the line, even feeling a little bit sick because you've pushed yourself so much, but you've got no regrets. That is what success is. That is what being the best that you can be. Transfer that into my business now. You know, am I doing everything in my business to make sure that I'm successful? I'm, I'm you know, sharing my journey out to the masses. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm getting up at 5.30. What does that mean? It means I go, to, I go to bed at 10 and I sleep well. I get up at 5.30. I'm writing my new book before I even get the kids up. Uh, once the kids are up and going to school, then I'm working on my business. I'm doing lead generation. I'm thinking out how I can better myself and better the business. So that at the end of the day, I've got no regrets. Tonight, I'm a, I'm a Cub Scout leader, so I volunteer my time down at the local village and we're taking the Cubs out for a night hike. That's part of my, my personality. That's who I am. I'm also the president of Derbyshire Scouts. So it's really good that that goes hand in hand with it. But again, it's giving something back. I mentioned scouting already about what I've got out of it. So I'm giving something out uh, to, to them. We're going on a night hike tonight. It's going to be really exciting. And then I'll get back from that. I'll have tea with my kids and then I'll go to bed by 10 o'clock. I'll blitz it today. I'll be absolutely exhausted. Today will be a no regrets day. I can't do any more, just like I was when I crossed the finish line in Silver Place. I'm always striving to be the best. I'm always going for that gold medal, my gold. Um, but if I don't quite achieve it, that's fine, as long as I've got the satisfaction that I've done a personal best. I've mentioned PBs already, you know, when I was a kid. <laughs> so I'm still looking for those PBs every single day. And that's what it means to me. I think it's a fantastic summary of that. Yeah. There's the old classic phrase, isn't there? You know, shoot for the moon. And if you land on the stars, then that's great. And someone yeah. said to me recently, Ricky, you've got a, quite a big ambitious goal this year. You want to get this podcast into the top 10 self-improvement. Well, what happens if you don't get in the top 10? Well, it doesn't really matter, really. It's That's the goal I'm working to. It'd be great, obviously, if I do that. But like you said, if I've committed my time and I've committed to be the best version of myself and done everything that I can and my power to do that, then... That's the win, isn't it? That's the real gold there because I've done the best version that I can. And if it falls out of it, hey, do you know what? I, I tried. Yeah. It's that thing, isn't it, about setting yourself that big, you know, kind of huge goal yeah. because you're still going to excel or achieve higher than everybody else if it's like a lower goal. But um, I love the idea that you were talking about earlier on about you, you've got this five winning strategies uh, and you've yeah. got the 80%, 20%. So tell us a little bit about because that's coming from your new book, From Good to Gold. Yeah. So tell us about those yeah. five winning strategies. So, yeah, this is this is fascinating because it's I've got so much information and so much that I want to give people, but you've, you've got to simplify it. You can't just like blurt it all out. You've got to give it come some kind of a structure. And as time's gone on, as I've literally been writing this book, it's, it's, it's lovely how it's evolved. It's evolved into some kind of a treasure map. Uh, which is, I love treasure maps. I love treasure maps. So it's <laughs> yes. perfect for me. So first of all, you've got to find out, your first one is you've got to find out what your goal is, your goal, your opportunity, your love, your dream. And we do this exercise that, that helps people to find out, to visualize what it is they truly want, not what they don't want, but what they do want. So once you find out what your goal is, then the next one is you've got to find your golden soul. Your golden soul is very much about your why. Why on earth are you doing this? What will you achieve by getting this? What will you... Uh, what will you miss by getting this? What difference will it make? How will you know when you've got it? It sort of goes into the NLP language a little bit because you need to know this for when the going gets tough because that's when you're down on your knees. That's why you're going to think, why on earth am I doing this? This is crazy. <laughs> why am I getting up at 5.30 in the morning? Why am I traveling all this way? Why am I giving all this time? You've got to know why uh, and stick that in big letters on your, your vision board on your wall so you know why. The next one is your golden gear. This, this points towards the how. How on earth are you going to get there? So the, the three questions you've got to ask yourself to get there, it's actually just going to come down to one question, is what more can I do? What more can I do? What more can I do? What do you need to do to get to the top? What do, you, do you need to ask for help? Do you need to Google it, Alexa it? 
Do you need to, uh, you know, ask for help? Um, do you need to train yourself? Do you need to do more marketing, lead, lead generation? Who do you need? You know, what do you need? Write that stuff down, build up this mind map, as it were, of what you need to do. And when you think you've got all the answers, you're wrong. Okay, ask for help, ask for more answers, get a mastermind group and get more. So that's the, the golden gear. What gear do you need for this journey that you're going on to find your gold? The next one is your golden gang. Oh my goodness, your golden gang. So this is the chapter I'm writing at the moment. It's fascinating how it evolves. So the golden gang is who do you need with you to, to get there? But I've realized that there's three sections to that. So the first one is, is almost survival. So what, who do you need initially to, to start off your journey? So when you're running your business, uh, it might be you might need a business coach or somebody to bounce ideas off. You might be a website person or, or just some advice, uh, maybe a networking group. As an elite athlete, you know, it's just like getting your first coach. Who do you need to just to start you off? Uh, after that, it's more about accomplishments. So who's going to take you up a next level? Oh, my goodness, this gets exciting. So who do you need in your gang that's going to take you there? You know, SEO experts or, you know, social media or marketing experts, some gurus. The name guru comes into this a little bit more <laughs> as they're going to take you up to this next level. We'll find out who they are and connect with them. And when you can afford them, then you pay them, you, you start using them. Now, the next one is fulfillment. Now, these people you haven't quite got on your golden gang yet, but by all means, put their name down. For me and my golden gang, my this, this fulfillment chapter, this is the outer ring. If you imagine three rings, the inner ring, the middle ring, and the outer ring, these are people that I aspire to have on my, my golden gang. So I've got people like a, uh, a chauffeur that will take me to my gigs. I, I you know I'm too busy to drive myself. I'll have a helicopter pilot for my private jet and helicopter that I have. I'll have a masseur that will come around, give me a neck and shoulder masseur. I'll have a dietitian, <laughs> nutrition downstairs preparing my food. And I'll have a, a personal trainer to, you know, drag me over to the gym when I need it. And these people that I aspire to have, and it's going to be great when I've got them. Uh, so I'm collecting names. Uh, I haven't got the money for them yet, but uh, they, they're becoming, don't worry. So <laughs> that to me is my golden gang. The last one is your golden hour. Your golden hour. So this splits everything down into when do you, it's like a five-year plan. Think about your five-year plan. Where will you be in five years time? Oh my goodness, me, helicopter pad, et cetera. Um, so how much do I need to earn to, to, to achieve that? And what else will I have in my life in five years time? What about four years time? Where am I in four years time? Where am I in three years, two years, one year? Okay, so we've got the one-year plan. So let's split that into three months. Let's split that into one month, one week, one day one hour what am I doing this hour I'm speaking to, to Ricky this hour okay so what am I doing next hour what am I doing this afternoon etc etc build up your time so that you can use it efficiently so that you can eventually achieve that five-year goal because if you don't look after the hours and the days and the weeks then the, the months and the years will just pass you by so that's your golden hour and that's all very very vital those, those are the five winning strategies that you need Obviously, my book goes into a lot more detail, but fulfilling all of those those elements, those strategies will take you on this, this treasure map to find your gold. At the end of this, uh, you will find X marks the spot, and that's where your gold is, your goal, your opportunity, your love, and your dream, and you will have fulfilled it, and you'll have achieved, you'll have unlocked your potential, and you'll love, have achieved. Look at that. Yes. Yeah, amazing. Uh, that's brilliant. I absolutely love that. And um, we'll obviously talk about this in a second when the book is out, because obviously mm. you're, you're currently writing that. Yeah, I, I love that. I love the idea. And you can see it even when you're talking about the helicopter pad, the, the masseur, the chauffeur, you know, yeah. you, and even me, it's not it's not my, but I, I start to relax. And you can see like in a kind of state of NLP there, yeah. like we are taking responsibility to choose how we want to feel. And I'm feeling like oh, this feels really good. And I'm smiling. So even <laughs> from you doing that as well, having a simple process like that, I can imagine me doing that, think about who's going to be in mine and then yeah. start just, just feel great. I mean, I could probably do that when I wake up. Half yeah. five, if I woke up, do a bit of running. I'm doing a couch to 5k at the minute. So I'm doing okay. 5k. I won't, I won't share my uh, result. You'll be pretty embarrassed, I think, uh, Steve, but we'll talk about this off the Who podcast. Um, but that kind of feeling of, do you know what, what am I going to do to set myself up for the day? Yeah, I'm going to talk about what do I want? You know, mm. my, you know, thing. So yeah, I love that. That's really good. Uh, one thing I'd love to to say about it, it reminds me of the old classic mountain, and I've said this before about I've got this goal. It's on a mountain. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I'm getting there. And I think yeah. Jim Rohn talks about am I going to die going up there? But I'm bloody going there. You see that mountain? Yeah, yeah I'll yeah. be there. But I think there's a lot about fear. You know, and there's a question going back a little bit about this about these big dreams and ambitions. There is going to come a point, like you said, where 
you go, why am I doing this? You know, I had it uh, recently when I thought, bloody hell, is this really the right thing? And you have those moments where you think, I don't know. And then maybe if I wanted to get someone in my circle that I might want to say, they'll, they'll never, you know, imposter syndrome. I know we're big fans yeah. of the chimp paradox. Imposter yeah. syndrome, that little chimp's going to say, why would that person want to be in your circle, Ricky? Why are they going to help you? So what? how will fear, how can we conquer fear? And also going back to your original story, you went through such, I mean, to me, there's a point when you were rehabilitating, you're going back out on your bike and you talk about paper thin legs. Yeah. That yeah. fear of what happens if, if, if you did fall off, you hit a curb, uh, a car, you know, how do you conquer fear? Not only in your, you've conquered it in your own personal life and your business life now, but also for us going forward for where we want to be, how can we eradicate that fear or conquer it going forward? Um, okay. There's, there's two things I'd recommend. So, one goes back to your your, uh, your golden gang. Make sure you've got the right people in your gang. I shared um, my my new book is all, it might even have a hidden treasure hunt within it. Um, and you collect the clues and there'll actually be treasure hidden around the UK. And if you go and dig it up, you'll find some gold, but more of that later. Anyway, I, I get very excited about it because it's all <laughs> about marketing and promotion. And um, I shared this with my family because I went on holiday last year to Cromer. And we're sat around, so there's like eight of us, because my, my brother was there with his family. And I shared about my book and about this treasure hunt and, and what have you. And they all looked at me and said, well, that, that would never work. I said, why? Well, surely somebody would see you burying it, or somebody would dig it up before, or you might forget where it is, or somebody will just, you know, solve the clue, and then they would just share it on the internet. And they just literally tore it apart bit by bit. And I felt so demoralized. I thought, <laughs> oh, cheers, guys. Right. I was really excited about that. Now, I explained the same philosophy to my mastermind group. Mastermind group is a, a group of people mm. who are like-minded, who may be in the same job. They're, for me, they're professional speakers, and they help. I help them, they help me. And I, I shared this, this, this vision of uh, having a treasure hunt, and they all looked at me and went, that sounds amazing, Steve. That sounds really good. That'd be so good for marketing. That would be really, you might even get on the one show with something like that. I said, yeah, I know. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. Make sure you've got the right people in your golden gang. And if you haven't got the right people, then move them out. You know, you end up being an average of the five people you spend most of your time with. So make sure you spend the, the, the right time with the right people. So <laughs> and that eradicates fear as well, because the wrong people will will inject fear into you. Yeah. And without realizing it, they're just trying to help. Of course they are, you know, but they say, oh, that, that sounds a little bit risky or, you know, you might not achieve that. Have you thought about this side? And, and, and of course you have. You don't need somebody else to tell you that. So this brings me on to the other philosophy that I use, which is neg med, neg med, neg med is negative meditation. So you, you sit down, you close your eyes, but instead of thinking about all the good stuff, which I do a lot, I do all the visualization about what my helicopter pad is going to be looking like and the helicopter pilot, what his name is. That's the visualization which makes me smile. Negmed is, is the negative stuff. So you go through the, the philosophy of what you're doing today, this week, this, this month, the, the five-year plan. Uh, a, a good example, actually, is so I use this in, as an elite athlete when I, was, when I was about to compete in the world championships. Let's use this as a professional speaker. So I've got a big gig coming up, um, a thousand or so people in the audience, and I'm a little bit nervous about it. Of course I am. So I do my neg med, my negative meditation, and all of those fears jump out at me. Steve, what if you get there late? Steve, what if the tech doesn't work? Steve, what if they don't laugh at the bits that they're supposed to laugh at? Steve, what if you fall over on the stage? Steve, all of this stuff, it's horrible. Um, and then I go, okay, okay, enough already. So I then open my eyes and I deal with them, every single one of them. Right, what if I don't get there? Right, let's Google Earth it. Let's find out where it is. I tell you what, I'm so nervous, such a big event. I'm even going to get there the day before. Right, sorted, happy? Yeah, right, what's next? The tech might not work. Right, well, I'm getting there the day before. So let's see if we can go in the day before and check all my, my tech out. Yeah, sorted. Clicker, sorted. Batteries, spare batteries, got it all sorted. Spare clicker, et cetera. Okay, what if they don't laugh at the, the funny bits? Oh, my goodness, really? Okay, well, let's rehearse. Let's rehearse again. Let's get my mastermind group to hear me rehearse and see if they laugh at the funny bits. Everybody's laughing. Good. Tick. What's next? You go through every single part, everything that gives you fear, and you sort that stuff out so that when you get to the start line, when you get to the the, the stage, 
you are literally saying, bring it on. I've got this. You know, I'm ready for you. You've got rid of all your fears. And that's what you need to do. And a lot of people don't do that. They, they just push those fears down. That does not work. The fears are still there. They will come up and they will bite you. When you get to the stage, when you get to your, your point, your, your golden hour, you want to be so happy and ready. You want to be saying, bring it on. You know, I say to this to the students when I speak to them at schools about them being nervous for their exams. And they, they get to their exams and they say, oh, no, I wish I'd done more revision. And you go, oh, you muppet. You're, you're an absolute, <laughs> I can't believe you're saying this now. And if you took this three months ago, we could have done something about it. We could have done neg, neg med yeah. and you could have done more revision and stuff like that. You, should, you could have lived your life with no regrets, being the best that you could be. So that you get to that exam and you say, oh, my goodness, I'm so exhausted with all the revision I've done. I, my head is so full of facts and figures. Can we just get the exam over and done with? Bring it on brilliant that's how you should be not like fearing all these things if you if you're fearing something you, you've gone wrong so uh get get your golden gang sorted out and do your neg med as well oh it's incredible yeah it's funny isn't it this this whole fear thing fantasized exaggerations appearing real you have reminded me of a, a great quote by i think it was jim Rohn. it might be someone else i've got it on my wall over here in my vision board which is not everyone's gonna like you so what <laughs> And it's like a film, isn't it? If me and you went to go see a film, we might come out and talk about two different opinions. You might really like it. And I might thought, no, it was rubbish. I didn't like it. Mm. And that just goes to show, doesn't it, that, do you know, what? It, it doesn't really matter, but there's a choice. So the situation you talked about earlier on is showing your book uh, or telling people, your family about your book. And they gave you a bit of a, maybe a different kind yeah. of feedback you weren't ready for, but your mastermind <laughs> were kind of pumping up. Same thing for me. I received, um, and I learned my lesson, Steve, for have a backup intro just in case someone reads out the wrong intro, which happened to me <laughs> literally in the last week at the PSA. So yeah, so I've learned to deal with that. But also there's this choice because feedback is a gift. And I often say that feedback is a gift and sometimes it's unwrapped. People are good at giving feedback and some people aren't very good at giving feedback, mm. but it's a choice. I might take that feedback like you took that feedback from your family and say, that's hindering. It's not helping, but yeah. it's okay. You know, I might say to my mum, mum, I'm going to go climb Everest next week. She'll be like, oh my God, Ricky, you can't do that. Oh my God, you're going to be, you know, can't do that. But it's okay because that's my family. I appreciate that. But that's yeah. not the the golden gang. You know what? Yeah. Like us, you know, mutual friend, Jake Richings, he's in my yeah. mastermind group. And it's great for me to say, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? And they'll share them ideas and I can take it away. So there is that big thing, isn't there, about choice, yeah. about having a choice and choosing who's going to be in your golden gang and who do you actually want to listen to? You yeah. know, because we've all got different opinions. But Steve, I, I, I would love to carry on talking to you forever because I think there's so much in terms of your personal story, in terms of what you're doing now. I can see a, a very bright, big future uh, mm. for you. I think I see you, Steve, maybe as me. Maybe yeah. um, I think we're only about 10... 10 years maybe I don't know 10 15 years maybe age difference but I certainly see in terms of your story and where you're going very similar to you if someone tells me Ricky you're not going to achieve something mm. it's like red rag to the ball it's not like I want to prove them wrong it's like I kind of my purpose is I want to prove to people and show people that you don't have to live this mediocre life you can achieve extraordinary things we all have the power to do it but I'd love to finish up with a couple of questions Steve if that's all right yeah, I guess it. um what is your top tip for being the best version of yourself? Um, I think this comes into my values and somebody asked me what my values were and I struggled for ages and I came up with a long list and then I narrowed it down and it comes down to the, the message that I give out all the time, which is the, the top tip, which is don't lean on your excuses. Turn your excuses into challenges. Now, sometimes there's a little bit of, you know, is that a fact or is that an excuse? Well, sometimes only you can answer that. But if it's raining outside and you were going to go for a run and now you're not going to go for a run because it's raining outside, that's an excuse, I would say, uh, because you can put a coat on and you can still go outside. Don't lean on your excuses. However, if you've suddenly broken your leg, <laughs> then you can't go for a run. That's a fact. OK, <laughs> yes. so make sure you get the, the two right. But yeah, don't lean on your excuses. Turn your excuses into challenge and push yourself forward. Brilliant. And uh, final question here is, which is. If anybody's listening to this podcast right now, they're either a fan of yourself or they listen to this podcast and they're between A to B, you know, that they've got this idea of where they want to go and they might be feeling a little bit lost. Maybe they've fell off the wagon. They've dealt with some feedback from uh, their family that's criticized their book or something like that. And they're feeling a little bit lost now. What advice would you say to them right now to get back on, to get to where they want to be? Just focus, just close your eyes and focus about what you want. Focus on what you want to achieve. 
there's so many people that focus on what they want to avoid. I don't want to be fat. I don't want to be unhealthy. I don't want to be poor. I don't want to be lonely. I get that. But stop, stop focusing on what you want to avoid. Just focus on what you want to achieve. Focus that you want to be fit, healthy, uh, in a lovely relationship. You want to be rich, successful. You want to be happy. Surely you want to be happy because after all, I believe that that's what life is all about, about being unhappy. So unlock your potential, live the extraordinary life that you deserve and go for it. Amazing. So Steve, if we, uh, how can we find out more about you? And also, is there an update about the book? When will the book be out? Is there a, a date, provisional date for it coming out? There is a date. You've got to have a date. You've always got to have a date. <laughs> um, so the date uh, of launch is going to be November this year. However, I'm only hesitating on that because whether that's it's not the ideal time to, to launch a book because of the Christmas and all the other books that are out there. So um, so what I'd say is watch this space. And what I mean by that is contact me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. So I'm all over there. Please uh, connect with me. And I, I say that one to follow me, but also if you've got any questions, you can ask me on social media. That's absolutely fine. Or go to my website. There's an email phone there as well. So you can contact me there. And that's www.steve-judge.co.uk. Fantastic. And Steve, it'd be my pleasure um, and honour, actually, if I can. I'd love to read out one paragraph from the final of your yeah, book. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think it'd be a great way to end this. Okay, um, yeah, go. And we'll put a link which in this, one this is. Yeah, we'll put I'm, a link in the show I'm, notes. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about which one you're going to read out. There's a <laughs> yes. lot of stuff in there. There's some poems that I There read. is, yeah. I am, I'll put a picture of this. I'm a book of file, and uh, there is, some people are going to hate me because I've folded corners over. Um, but I just think this is really apparent for helping people to get between A to B. And uh, so I, I wrote this last night and I thought this would be quite a nice way to end the podcast. So this is from Steve's book, Don't Lean on Your Excuses. And Steve says at the end of the book, an analogy that I use is if you imagine me swimming in the sea, I'm a long way out and I'm a good swimmer, but my goal, land, is far away. The only way that I'm going to get there is to keep swimming. I have to keep working hard because if I stop, I'll drown. Looking up and seeing my goal, that thing that drives me onwards is what motivates me. Now, I could hang on to a life raft to be safe, a bit like having a part-time job to stay buoyant. But if I do that, if I hang on to this life raft, then I'm never going to reach my goal so I've pushed any such life raft away and I swim indomitably every day towards my goal. Keep swimming, I think. Love it. Wow. Steve, great. thank you. It's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure. Thanks for coming on to the show. And uh, yeah, best wishes to you and uh, for the book this year. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ricky. Thanks for the opportunity. Wow, what a great episode. Steve, thank you so much for coming on to the Unlock podcast. You've definitely inspired me to start thinking about pretty much everything I do in my business and my life and to not lean on my excuses and start living with no regrets. And the whole theme of taking responsibility is something that I'm going to adopt going forward and just thinking about things in a different way. So Steve, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Uh, for anybody still listening to this point, thank you so much for uh, supporting the podcast. And if you did enjoy it, then head over to Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Leave us a review and a rating. It lets me and Steve know that you enjoyed the episode, but it gets this inspirational story shared to more people. Now, as always, thank you. A huge shout out to the patrons of this podcast. Chris Lovett, Sherry Brenton, Steve McDermott, Rory Barnes and Anthony Howe for your continued support. It really does mean a lot. If you would like to be a part of the patron, then head over to patreon.com forward slash the unlocked podcast. But good luck enjoying the rest of your day wherever you are and good luck unlocking the best version of yourself. Goodbye.